so many awesome, awesome things coming up in the life of church. And pray that you get involved in it. Even if you're far away, come and get involved with whatever you can online. We have a thriving online community, and it's awesome to be with you. If we haven't met yet, my name is Jean-Michel. I'm one of the pastors here. And today we're going to jump straight into the Word of God. We're not wasting any time. We're going straight into the Scripture today. And I'm going to read it to you. I don't want you to turn there. I'm not going to give you a reference. What I need you to do today is listen. Just listen to the Word of God. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. By faith, Noah, when warned about the things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, he obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful, who had made the promise. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea on dry land. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. And by faith, you are here today in the presence of God, under the word, full of his life. By faith, you are here. Today, my message is called Wild Faith. Come on, turn to someone in your house, say Wild Faith. Today, we're talking about faith. Let's pray for a moment. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would come into this place. You would come into every home. You would come to every person who's watching this, who's a part of this service, and you would open up our hearts and our minds to hear your word. Lord God, that you would build faith in us, that you would build something new in us, that you would open us up to something you have to say. And Lord, we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Come on, check this out. This is an excerpt. And it's a paraphrasing a few verses from Hebrews 11. Come on, if you know Hebrews 11, it's the faith chapter. And it is, man, it's life-changing. It's huge. There's so much more in it. It's a chapter all about the heroes of our faith and what they do. And the writer of Hebrews goes on to say, what more can I say? I don't even have time to tell you all the things that all these people did. But they did it all by faith. And you see, the point is not to hype up the great heroes of the Bible and what they did with their faith. That's not the point. The point is not to build up human beings and to say, look what they did and look how great these people were. The point is not to hype up what they did, even though they did amazing things, even though their trust in God was deep beyond what we could ever imagine. That's not the point of Hebrews chapter 11. 
The point is to remind you and me that we have the same faith, the same God inside of us. The point is to remind you and me that by faith, all things are possible in your life and in my life. Do you know that it is by faith that God hung the stars and it's by faith that he holds creation together? Did you know that by faith you are alive today, having been woven together in God's mind before the creation of the world? Do you know that to make it through this life, you need faith? Come on, not just passing faith, not just half-hearted faith. Do you know that in this life, you don't just need a little bit of faith. Come on, say it with me. You need wild faith. Come on, say it with me. You need wild faith faith. Come on, this is who we are and this is what we need. The men and women of Hebrews 11 had wild faith. They had wild faith. They believed God for things we could never imagine. How many of you can testify at this point in time? You need wild faith. You need to trust God for some big things in your life. You know, wild faith is faith that you cannot tame. It's faith that you cannot control. To be wild means to be untamed. To be, to be wild means to step out, to step out into something new, to be courageous, to face the, the odds that don't make any sense, to step out in faith into something that doesn't make any sense, to be unafraid. That's what it means to be wild. And you know what? Here in this church today, we need some people who are ready to step out in wild faith. And do you know that when I talk about wild faith, I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about the heroes of the Bible or the pastors of our day. I'm not talking about the great names and the big names and the people that everyone can see. I am talking about you. You have wild faith to believe God for more than you could ever imagine. Sometimes we need to step out into some wild faith. And I'm going to say this over and over again. You're going to get sick of me saying it, but I need something to drop in your heart today. Sometimes you and I, we need to step out into some wild faith. Let me ask you this question. Is there anyone around here who is tired of the enemy having their way in our lives? Come on, if that's you, type amen in the chat. Come on, get involved in church right now. Are there people here who are tired of things just getting in the way over and over, no matter what we do, it just, nothing seems to turn out right, no matter how much we pray, no matter how much we do, what we do, go to church, trust God, believe in God, things don't work out. Come on, if you're tired of that, I'm telling you today, it's time for you to step out into some wild faith. What we need is some wild faith. You see, faith is a whole lot more practical than we think it is. Faith is not magic. Faith doesn't just drop your answer out of the sky and just magically things change and turn around. Faith is practical. Faith is something we do. Something is that who we are. Faith is something more than we imagine. Faith isn't your answer dropping out the sky and it's not magic. Wild faith comes by hearing the word of God. And when God speaks, we move. And we don't stop moving until God speaks again. You'll see time and time again that faith is built 
on us hearing the word that God has for us and we step out. See, there's this example that the writer of Hebrews brings up about Abraham. We read it just now where he says that Abraham, by faith, stepped out and went to a country he didn't even know. In fact, he didn't even know where he was going, but he trusted in the promise maker that it was all going to work out. Some of us need to step into some new places, some new territories. Sometimes we don't know exactly where we're going, but we know God has spoken. And when God speaks, everything changes. If you're tired of the enemy having his way in your life, Will you step into some wild faith with us? Come on, for a second, can we just talk about this in church? We are not meant to be a passive church. We don't serve a passive God. We don't serve a God who sits back and just lets things happen. In fact, we serve an active God. He is out there. He is working. Holy Spirit is moving in people's lives time and time again. We see it in church week in and week out, changing people's hearts, making the way straight where it was crooked, changing people's lives, bringing healing, and and doing amazing miracles in people's lives. And if you want some of that, like I do, we got to step out into some wild, untamable faith. Faith that will not be shaken. Faith that, that asks for some outrageous things. Faith that asks for big things based off the Word of God, based off what God speaks to you. So what does wild faith really look like? I'll tell you today. I want to give you three things today that wild faith really looks like things that we can build our faith on, not just this magical ethereal idea of faith somewhere else or, or God doing something out of the blue, but actually us building our faith on something. And all three of these ideas come from two wild guys in the book of Numbers, chapter 13 and 14. If you grew up in church, you know about them. Their names are Joshua and Caleb. And they lived wild lives. Come on, they had some wild faith. It wasn't just normal faith. It wasn't weak faith. It wasn't some sort of, sort of half-hearted faith. They lived in wild faith. And these two are famous. They're famous because of it. They lived it out. And we're going to just look at this today to see what wild faith looks like in our lives. Come on. If you're ready for that, type amen in the chat. Come on, let's go. The first thing that wild faith looks like is leadership. Come on, write it down. Wild faith looks like leadership. If you go and read in Numbers chapter 13 and 14, you will find that there are a number of spies that Moses brings together to go into the promised land to go and spy out, to see what's going on. And these guys are all chosen from each tribe of Israel. And it says that they sent forth their leaders. These were leaders in their tribes. So Joshua and Caleb, they were leaders of their tribes. Twice it says they sent their leaders. And then it names all of them, and Moses sends them out. And you'll see in the story, it's it's unbelievable what happens and how this thing all unfolds. But all 12 of them go into the land all 12 of them see just how beautiful and fruitful and amazing this land looks. All 12 of them see that God has definitely brought them to a good land. But only two of them can see that God will give the land to them. Come on, can I just take a minute there? We just said that faith looks like leadership. There were 12 leaders that went out. 12? No, there were two leaders that went out. The other 10, these guys were leader in name. 
they were not leader in heart. Come on, wild faith looks like leadership. Number one, wild faith takes ownership of their thing. You know what? The minute Joshua and Caleb walked into that land, they took that land for their own. They said, you know what? This is our land. This land belongs to the Lord. There is no way this land is not ours. They took ownership. They took ownership and possession of the word of God that was there for them, that God said, this land I will give to you. And they took ownership of it. See, leaders take ownership of their things, not just ownership and say, this belongs to me, but I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to steward it. I am going to steward what God has given me. And so immediately they recognize the land is good. This is God's land. Number two, wild faith moves with purpose. Come on. Leaders have to move with purpose. And I'm talking to you today. Why are we talking about this? Because if you want to step into wild faith, you got to step into purpose. you got to step into ownership. Don't let life pass you by. Don't let the things that, that of this world just pass you by. you got to take ownership. you got to take purpose. What's God's purpose for your life? He has a plan. He has a word for you. And when you step into that word, and when you take ownership of that word, you become a leader. You become someone who takes a step forward, not following people around all over the place, but takes a step into who God has called them to be. Wild faith moves with purpose. Wild faith stewards influence. You see, these, these men had a choice. All 12 of them go into the land. They scope out what's going on. Ten of them come back, and they essentially say, this land is beautiful, but it's full of giants and walled cities, and there is no way we can take it. Have you ever felt this way, where God says, that job is yours, that business is yours, that thing is your purpose, you are designed and purpose-built to achieve your calling and you look at it and you say man that land is good it looks good that land is full of prosperity and abundance but man there are giants there and there are fortified cities and I don't know if I can take those cities out come on these 10 felt that way but two of them Joshua and Caleb they came back and they said no in fact the word says that Caleb silenced them all immediately he stewarded his influence over the other 10 he silenced them and he said the Lord will give it to us but those 10 who were leader in name but not leader in heart used the influence they had to rile up the entire nation of Israel against Moses Aaron Caleb and Joshua. You go read that text in chapter 14 of the book of Numbers. You'll see they wanted to stone them to death. These four men who truly heard the word of God, the entire nation was riled up against them by these 10 leaders who used and stewarded their influence to lead people away from God's purpose. I want to say to you today, who has led you away from God's purpose for your life? Who? It's time to remember the word of God over your life. Step into some wild faith. Steward your influence for who God calls you to be. And lastly, wild faith submits to authority as it walks in authority. Come on, this is, this is, this is huge. You've got to recognize this. God's authority is on your life. Jesus paid the price for authority in the spirit realm to come on your shoulders. Now you've got to walk in authority 
while you walk under authority. Some of us are trying to usurp God's position in our life. We're trying to tell God where we should go. I'm just going to let that sink for a moment. Some of us are trying to tell God where we think we should go. You've got to steward your authority, walk in your authority whilst being under authority. That's who leaders are. That's who Joshua and Caleb were. They walked under the authority of God, but they also walked under the authority of Moses and Aaron, and they supported that vision, and they flowed with that vision. And when they connected their hearts to that vision, something powerful happened in their lives. They became wild faith people of God. So number one in this big idea, the first thing that you got to think about, you got to see yourself as a leader, a wild faith leader, not someone who's following the crowd, following around who other people do, but be yourself, be who God has called you to be. Number two, wild faith sounds different. Come on. We got to sound different. We got to get a new word in our mouth. When the world is speaking death, we are speaking life. When those 10 men came and spoke about how the land is good, but there's no way we can take it. Those two, Joshua and Caleb, they stood up. They silenced everyone else. They sound, they had a different report. They sounded different. Come on, wild faith sounds different. We don't sound like the world. We don't speak like the world. Come on, wild faith is creative. It creates things. Come on, we got to speak into our futures. we got to set our hearts and our minds according to the will and word of God for our lives. Come on, he's given you that creative business idea. He's given you new ways of doing things. It's up to us to take a bold, wild faith kind of step into what God is calling us to. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes there are bigger companies out there that can take you out, but God will give you favor where you need favor. In fact, he'll make the way straight for you if it's his word for your life. Come on, what's the word on your life? You gotta start speaking different. Wild faith is creative and it's expectant. Wild faith expects the impossible to come to pass. When Caleb looked around at those 10 men who just had nothing but negativity to say, immediately he silenced their voices. It's time for you to silence the voice of the world in your ears. Some of us need to turn off the noise. Some of us need to turn off social media. Some of us need to turn off the things that are taking our eyes off who God has called us to be. Some of us need to turn our heart back to who God has called us to be. Come on. Wild faith sounds different. Number one, wild faith looks like leadership. Number two, wild faith sounds different. It doesn't sound like the world. It's expectant that God is going to do something that the world cannot do. Something impossible. You know what? Joshua and Caleb walked into that land and they saw the giants. They saw the walls and they realized that in their natural state, they couldn't do it. Come on. You, you need to understand that in your natural state, you probably can't do it. There probably are bigger companies. There probably are obstacles that are too big for you to overcome. But that's what wild faith is all about. God is bigger than any giant. He's bigger than any walled city. He's bigger than anything that can stand in your way. And when you've got the word of God on your side, you can step into some wild faith. And that's number three. Wild faith believes the word of God. If you're taking notes, write it down. Number three, wild faith believes the word of God. So number one, we're going to step into a leadership responsibility. Number two, 
We look and we sound different to the world. We shut down the voices that take us away from our calling. And we sound different. We speak creative and expectancy into our lives. And number three, we believe the word of God. See, all of this comes from the word of God in your life. It's a word spoken to you about your calling and your purpose. It's found in the intimate places. It's found in seeking God face to face. Wild faith is born, it's birthed in the secret place. It's birthed when you get alone with God and you ask him, where do I go? What do I do? Who am I made to be? And he begins to speak life into who you are. He takes every thing that people have said to pull you down. He takes every insecurity and he takes every brokenness and he takes every time you failed and he takes everything that you see as not being good enough and he turns it into who he has made you to be. Wild faith believes the word of God. You see, Joshua and Caleb, they knew they could take the promised land, not because they had strength of arms, not because they thought they were somehow powerful enough in their humanity. They believed the word of God. God. Time and time again, they say to Israel, when Israel wants to stone them, they come and they say, come on, put your faith in God. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. If, if God brought us, he brought us out of Egypt. He parted the Red Sea for us. He's done all these amazing miracles for us. Don't you think he can do one more miracle for us? If you're in this place, you need to know God's going to do one more miracle for you. And then you know what? He's going to do another miracle for you. And he's going to do another miracle for you because his word is true. It says there in Hebrews chapter 11 that by faith, Sarah, who was past the ability to bear children, but because she believed that God was faithful to his promise, she conceived the child Isaac, the child of promise. Come on, God can do the impossible. We're sitting here in church and we have a God that does the impossible, but we're believing him for the possible. It's time to take a step into wild faith to believe him for the impossible. Wild faith believes the word of God above everything else. The word that he speaks into your heart. And obviously, the wildest faith is seen in the man, Jesus Christ. He did crazy things while he was here in this world. He had authority and dominion over every spirit, evil spirit. He had authority and dominion over every sickness, every disease. He walked around and he did amazing miracles everywhere that he went. He had wild faith. He had the wildest faith. But truly the wildest moment actually comes on a quiet night in a garden. Jesus finds himself on the brink of purpose, on the edge of purpose. It's like he's standing on the edge of a cliff looking out into just the abyss. And he knows that purpose is right there. But he has to jump off the edge of this cliff and put his faith in God. And you know what? In that moment, Jesus felt real fear. And today I want to talk to you. 
If you know that you've been holding back, you've been trying to trust God, but you haven't really been stepping out, and you know today God is talking to you, God is telling you it's time for you to jump into some wild faith, I want to tell you that wild faith doesn't mean you never fear. Wild faith does not mean that you never have a question. And wild faith does not mean that you are perfect. Neither Joshua nor Caleb were ever perfect people. No man or woman in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 was a perfect person. And even in this moment, Jesus, while being perfect and sinless, he was scared. He even doubted. He tried to ask God for this cup to pass him. You see, Jesus realized that when he jumped off into that abyss, that meant pain was on its way. That meant difficulty was on his way. Not just uncomfortable, but, but he was going to go to a cross. And he knew the word of God. He knew God's plan for his life, but it wasn't easy. And some of you are staring into the plan of God for your life. You have the word. You're holding on to the word of God for your life, for your purpose, for your destiny. But it's scary. You have that in common with Jesus today. But Jesus says these wild words. He says, not my will, but your will be done. Wild faith is God's will outworking in your life. You see, there's a fourth thing that you need if you're going to step into wild faith. This fourth thing is the most important part of wild faith. Wild faith is based on God's grace to work it out for us. Come on, if you're taking notes, write that down. The most important thing that we got to believe is that God has enough grace. His grace is sufficient to work it out for us. You see, Joshua and Caleb, their faith was not in Israel. It was not in themselves. It was in God to bring them the victory. Abraham's faith was not in himself or in the fact that there was a land somewhere. It was in God's ability to take him from where he was to the promised land. Every person who had faith in God that accomplished great things, when David took out Goliath, when every amazing thing happened in the Bible, it was through the grace of God, through the empowerment of God through the ability of God to do it even Jesus on that cross was God doing his work through the man Jesus Christ he died on that cross and he poured out his life so that you might have more than enough to do what God has called you to do. Come on, it's time to stand up in some wild faith today. We're not being passive today. We're not stepping back. We're stepping out. We're stepping forward. On what? On the fact that Jesus already paid the price, that Jesus already made the way, that Jesus already gave you a future and a hope. And by faith today, I declare into your life that your future is bright, that your purpose is coming to be. Because as we step out in wild faith, faith as we step out into something new, something different, something scary, something that doesn't make sense, but it's the Word of God, He is the one that brings it to pass in your life. Come on, if you love God and you believe it, say amen today. Come on, send it in the chat. Open up your heart right now. It's time for us to step into wild faith. Wild faith fears sometimes. 
Wild faith doubts sometimes. But regardless of the fears and the doubts, we trust in the word of the Lord that he is faithful to bring it to pass. Some of us need big things to come in our lives. Some of us are trusting God for big things. We need some wild faith. And if that's you today, I'm here to encourage you that God has wild faith for you. He's right there with you in that difficult moment. He's right there with you on the edge. You can see purpose is just there. The promised land is right there. And maybe you don't have the strength. Maybe you can't take out the giants. Maybe yourself, you're not strong enough, wise enough. Whatever the thing is, insert your thing here. Insecurities are too big. I failed too many times. Whatever your thing is, the reason why you should not make it, God is saying to you today, that you don't need to make it happen. Your faith is built on his word for you, that he will make it happen. Every one of these men put their faith that God will do it. And so must you and me today. And so if that's you in this place today, I want to pray a prayer. If you believe in God for big things today, if you believe in God just to pull you out of this broken place that you've been in for way too long, it's time to stand up. And ask God for some wild faith. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we come into your presence today. And we ask you to come and build some wild faith inside of us. To trust you for things that don't make sense. To trust you for those big things today. Some of us are asking for business. Some of us are asking for healing in our relationships. I just sense that in my heart. Someone is just praying for their marriage. You feel like your marriage will never work out, that it's too far gone. You need wild faith today to believe in Jesus. Father, I pray that you go into relationships right now. Some of us are trusting you Lord for healing and it doesn't feel like the healing is ever going to come that it can't come but Lord we declare faith for miracles in this place Lord Jesus and today some of us are believing you for purpose that Lord we haven't fulfilled our purpose we haven't stepped into who you've called us to be right now I'm asking Lord Jesus will you go in to all of those spaces and will you bring freedom will you bring faith teach us how to jump into wild faith and to trust you based off your word for us, based off who you've called us to be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to encourage you, church, that whatever's going on in your life and whatever you're trusting God for, you got to step in, step up into wild faith, into something bigger, into something that only he can do. He's not going to leave you there. He's not going to march you into this territory with giants and walled cities and leave you to be destroyed. In fact, he's the one that's going to work it out for you. I declare that in Jesus' name.